G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to episode four of the Average Man podcast. This uh, episode is Faded Dreams. Uh, and I need to just explain why it's episode four, not episode three, because technically it should be episode three. But uh, I had the first episode I put out, which was episode one. And then I had another recording on the on the app that I'm doing that I hadn't deleted yet. So when I recorded the second one, it, it labeled it episode three, and then I put it out. And I think that's what it, people saw when they saw it um, on you know on the link I'd put up episode three. So people were hitting me up saying, "Oh yeah, I listened to episode three, yada yada." And um, I thought, "Oh, I fucked up there because it's really it was episode two. So I thought, "Well, do I now try and call this episode three and and adjust it, or just and then people might see this as episode three and think, oh, "I've already fucking listened to that." So I'm going episode four, but really it's episode three. But we'll just roll on from there. So episode two just just didn't exist. It's, uh, it's it was a myth, so yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's my little fuck up there. I am your host for the Average Man podcast, Dave Robinson. I'm sitting here again, up at my little lookout spot overlooking the ocean, uh, and it's a beautiful day. It's a little bit a little bit windy, but sitting in the car here, looking over the water, it's it's bloody beautiful. So. Um, I just want to start out by saying thanks to all the people who've had to listen to this so far and for the support I've been getting. It's been really, it's been awesome. Uh, I got, I've had more more people listening and, and, and hitting me back with feedback than I thought I would um, really straight out the gate. So episode one, which was kind of just a real, uh, uh, just a tester just to get it done and, and get something put up. And I hit up a couple of my, my mates to listen to to give me some feedback. A few people have listened to that one now as well, so that's cool. It's 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 all content and it's all out there. You know, there was a few things I said in that one which gave some background of what I'm doing and stuff. Uh, anyway, so that's that's all cool. And I, I guess that little bit of those bit, those few nerves, um, I'm still getting them each time I start a podcast. I, I kind of. Uh, try not to trip over my words until I get a bit of flow up and, and get the momentum behind me but um, the nervousness of putting myself out there and wondering if anyone gives a fuck or not is sort of fading you know which is cool because people are people have been listening whether they're just doing that to support me or whether they're actually interested uh, we don't know yet but I'm getting good feedback from, from people and people I didn't expect to have a listen either so that's cool and I really appreciate everyone who has had a listen and hit me up and, and, and given me feedback uh, I'd take it all on board positive and the negative and it's been sort of overwhelmingly positive really so uh, I'm just really stoked about that it's given me a good little confidence boost and and keeping me motivated to keep uh, ideas coming and content up and it's really good the the more that I'm now I'm getting into this uh, getting a little you know a few behind me and like I said a few people are starting to listen uh, I'm realizing that I do have plenty of content to put out this is the second one for this week and and it's just a matter of, like I said previously, writing down those little ideas and stories and things that pop into my head as they come and go so I don't just lose them, they don't just come and then disappear out my head and then be wasted thoughts. So, you know, I've got a lot of a lot of stuff that goes through my head regularly and now I'm just finding somewhere to, to put it and then uh, people seem to, to be interested, so that's cool. I'm really, um, yeah, I'm just appreciative of that and feeling feeling good about that, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, a couple of things people hit me up about from the last episode, episode three, was uh, the one. One in particular was the album review, which was pretty shit. I kind of knew that when I was doing it, but again, it was my first album review I've ever done live like that. So uh, it, I didn't really enjoy the album, so I guess that kind of makes for a shitty review straight out the gate. And yeah, I, I feel maybe I need to have some samples of the songs as I go. Yeah, maybe there's a lot I need to do to tweak that. And it it was shit. And I appreciate the feedback that you know a few people said you lost me there, and that's cool. I get it. And, and I think that what that's going to mean for me is that I'm reviewing the album review process. I think what I'll do is, as new albums come out, if I like them or I'm interested in them, then I'll review that album as it's as as a brand new album as it comes out. Uh, so I'll have to keep my ear to the ground a little bit on what on who on who's putting out what, um, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of content coming. If I look further, then I've been a bit lazy lately. I just listen to the new albums from uh, 
that are feature albums on Triple J or bands that I'm really into that I know they've got new stuff coming out. So I'll be a bit more vigilant about finding who's doing what and uh, yeah, review the albums that I think are interesting and, or have something to say or I really liked. You know, it's something that's going to be good content, not just the, it was a bit stale, that last one. And, and, and aside from that, I'm not just going to review albums. Uh, I'll review, I'll also be a bit more lax on the timeline, if there's nothing interesting out that week I might pick something from a few months ago or, or just an album I feel like deserves a good review and, and I really enjoyed and I've got something to say about, so I won't, it doesn't have to be brand new fresh that week, it doesn't really matter. And, and I'll also mix it up and review bands a little bit, which is what I'm going to do today. So instead of finding a new album that I've listened to and reviewed, I've got a, a band that I really want to share with you guys, so uh, I'm going to review albums that... that that interests me or that I want to introduce people to or something I think is a hidden gem, do you know, maybe something that's been swept under the carpet or overlooked or forgotten a little bit. So that's what I'll be doing today. I'll be reviewing um, the band Lowrider. That was their song Faded Dreams at the in the intro that we came in on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's a, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't need to just have to... Well, it has to be an album review like what does it matter who cares I'll just review bands I'll review music I like I'll just just to have a music segment you know so that's what I'll be doing today I'll close out with it again I think that worked probably the best putting that putting that at the end gives me something to fall back on if I run out of things to talk about <laughs> so yeah low rider I'll, I'll hit the, those, those guys up a little bit later um, speaking of music I received a message back from Cooper from Hands Like Houses. So I said on the last podcast that I, I shot out some uh, throughout the bat signal to a couple of the bands who were coming to play at Northwest Fest in August this year. Uh, like I had no right doing that. Like I, it's you know I'm out of my lane there, which is you know that's cool. I'm being ambitious, so I hit up the guys from Bliss and Esso, and I hit up Esso specifically as well on his own. In- uh, his own social media page haven't heard anything from those guys which I kind of didn't expect to and I also hit up the guys from Hands Like Houses who I've been digging their their tracks lately and uh, after a few days they got back to me and said Cooper said that I'm sure we'll have a couple of guys from the band who would be keen to do that um, he said we'll know more about our timeline closer to the date here's our email address and keep in contact so that's a home run man that's a fucking home, that's a home run um, look whether things change between now and then and they find out that I've only got a couple of episodes in the bag and they lose interest or they get too busy, they don't have much time in town when they're here, I don't know, who fucking knows. But for now, that's really positive, man. That's a home run. That is way more than I expected. You know, the guys from Hounds Like Houses getting, getting back to me and straight out the bat, off the bat, they're, they're interested. So, like I said, you know, I, I'm not locking them down. I'll be as vigilant as I can about it and chase it up and, and try to make that work out. Um... But if something happens on their end and they decide that it's not something they're interested in, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be butthurt about it. It's cool. It is what it is. I'm really just happy to have had that uh, that initial contact. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool, man. That's given me a little bit of a buzz as well and, and also put a fire up my ass. I'm, gonna, I'm treating this like that they're coming in. I'm just, yeah, I'm just treating it like they are coming in, uh, which means I need to sort out a studio room to record in, some sort of studio room, whether I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, whether I hit up one of the local radio stations like 101FM, uh, Indigenous radio station, which is near my house, if I can use a, if I hire a studio off them once a week to pump out my hour, or yeah, I'm not sure if I know anyone else in town who's got a room I can use to record in, but I'll figure that I'll figure that out. I'll get the gear sorted. I'll get some room put together that looks semi-professional where I can have one or two guests or even more sit in and have a chat. And I'm man, I'm pumped about that. Really excited, eh? I need to learn how to interview people. I need to figure out what to ask them. I've been listening listening to their music. And I'm going to try and become a, a big fanboy over the next couple of months. Just immerse myself in their music, and I'll go through all their albums and read up the goss, what's happening online and shit like that. So when they when I do run into them I've got something to talk about don't embarrass myself <laughs> and I'll be treating it not so much like an interview really just about a conversation just catch up and and, and uh, help introduce the town to them before they play uh, and use it to help boost exposure for my podcast as well I'll be blasting that all out uh, out all over social media especially on the local pages and things like that and that should garner some interest so yeah man I'm really pumped about that that's cool um, it's got a, I've got a smile on my face right now talking about it. So, I mean, things things are happening really, really quickly, and I feel like little things are falling into place. Just 
things like the interview, things like people picking this up and running with it and listening to it and, and the, the positive feedback I, I'm getting. Um, so I'm just trying to keep up with that and keep innovating and stay ahead and, and keep getting better every episode. Um, I need to learn quickly, which is I really do love throwing myself in the deep end. I think that's the way I learn best. Um, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of, oh, shit, I need to figure this out. That's kind of how I operate best. So I feel that on me at the moment, and it's a good feeling. It gives me a buzz. It gets me up in the morning thinking, fuck, I need to do uh, X, Y, and Z to today towards the podcast. I've got an episode. I've got to record this weekend, so I'm doing my little bits of research. I'm listening to bands. I'm writing down the things I need to get done that week to, in order to make things flow. Um, writing up a list of gear I'm going to need moving forward to record this in a more professional manner. Um, I'm also looking at uh, local sponsorship, so I'm, I'm just starting by researching how to get local sponsorship or how to get sponsorship, where to start, what what, what do you do, Who do you, how do you approach people, how do you pitch them, what can you expect people to give you in the ways of sponsorship, I mean I'm treating this like I said as local radio without the radio, so it's a, it's a local show, it's a local program, I'm going to be promoting things around the town, talking about things around the town, I want to hit up a few local uh, businesses and see if they want to put some money and, and effort into, into helping me get this thing off the ground and I'll give them a shout out or a read out or whatever they want me to do at the start of the podcast. Um, and I think that Port Hedland's a good town for that because local businesses do get involved in local enterprise and it, it, it helps everybody, you know. A foot in the door for, for me is a, a foot in the door for them. If I can build up a listener a listener base and get people listening and their name's getting shouted out on there, that's how these things work. So I just need to uh, get savvy on how to get that started, get confident, get a, a sales pitch made up, um, email a bunch of people maybe I'll go in and speak to people face to face I'm not sure I really have just just decided uh, you know this idea during the week I think Thursday or Friday Thursday I came up with it Friday I cemented in my mind Friday night I started researching and all signs point to positivity that that's something that people do generally do but like I think a lot of people like myself don't know where to start or don't know if they are entitled to or eligible for sponsorship so they don't start this seems to be the the trend that i've been reading lately that there's plenty of money in corporate sponsorships out there people just don't know where to go or where to get started so they don't move they don't move the, the ball there at all and and opportunities go to waste all they can say to me is no that's it so and with that people saying no to you that's the same attitude um I used when I when I hit up these guys from these these bands, you know, and you know, you can look at yourself, you can see yourself being embarrassed. Oh, you ask somebody for something and they say no. Oh, that's embarrassing. But it's the same mindset I use. I'll use to hunt for these sponsorships. It's the same mindset I use to hit up those bands to to get, see if someone will come on for an interview. And I was thinking about that the other day. It's the same mind mind. Uh, it's the same frame of mind I used as a kid, as a teenager, talking to girls. You know. Uh, to get confident there you just kind of you tell yourself in the head in your head before you even start it, it's a no they're going to say no but I'm going to say I'm going to speak to this person I'm going to ask this person you know I'm going to hit them up anyway and you can't lose if you're already saying ah they're going to say no but who cares it's something I want to do for myself so I know and then you go and you speak to someone and you don't have that built up uh, anxiety and tension there and that kind of energy so things tend to go better when you approach it like that and it, and it gets you out the gate and, instead of being you know chicken chicken shit and sitting back going oh I don't want to be embarrassed I want someone to say no you know well, I'm not you know I'm not eligible I'm not entitled to this or that fuck it just go speak to someone ask them ah they're going to say no but fuck it I'll ask anyway you ask them they say no oh well, well I knew that was going to happen if you ask them when they say yes oh fuck oh shit okay now what do I do so yeah, I'm just winging it, mate. I'm winging it, and um, yeah, trying to become a an expert on corporate local sponsorship over the next week or two. I know that um, next month, I found I saw this on the net yesterday. And next month, there's a, a, an annual meeting at the local, like one of the local centres here, the Dan Hardy Centre in South Headland, uh, where BHP are uh, doing all their sponsorship programs for the next. 12 months so I think they get a bunch of people uh, who put their name forward to be sponsors under the BHP banner they pay a certain amount of money and then BHP 
uh, fly the flag for them and then BHP also choose different people in the community, enterprises, businesses, productions, arts, music, things like that that they're going to put money into. Um, I'm going to need to figure out what the the process is to... uh, yeah, to, to register for that. And yeah, there's a lady there in an email address. Once I've learned a little bit about sponsorships and, and where to start and how to how to, what to ask for and how to ask for it, then I'll be emailing her. That'll be the first my first port of call and then I'll be branching out from there and just yeah, harassing everybody in town. So yeah, that's something else that's exciting for me and like I said, I'm I'm prepared for the nose. So I can't go any way except up from there. Uh yeah, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. Uh, where are we next? The next podcast I do will be from down in Perth. I don't know how or where I'm going to do it. It'll probably be in a car somewhere sometime. I'm going to have to sneak off out of the melee of family catch-ups for an hour or so and, and go pump out a podcast. So I'll probably just say I'm going to the shop and I'll fuck off for an hour and, and, and go pump one out somewhere. And that should be good. I should have a good buzz and good vibe about me being down there, seeing family. I'll go down to the beach somewhere where I can overlook the water again, sit in the car like a weirdo. holding the, I'm holding this iPad like on perched flat on the top of my fingertips with my elbow perched up on the centre console to, like, as if it's a, a pizza, some sort of digital technological pizza that I'm sniffing for uh, yeah, non-existent aromas. That's how I'm holding this thing at the moment. It's just comfy because that's where the, where the microphone lands on it is, is why I'm holding it like a weirdo. So that'll be me down in Perth next week somewhere. Uh... Yeah, even if I go take my young fella for a spin in the car, because the way we get him to fall asleep, generally on weekends, it did not work today. I'll get to that in a minute. But the way we get him to fall asleep on the weekends is um, he, he won't nap at home during the day. He's he's, he's all over what, what's going on whenever you try and get him down for a nap. So we go for a drive in the car and he falls asleep like that. Like he can't, he can't help it. A couple of corners and he just passes out. And then you know, normally I'll pull up at home. And just let him chill in the car with the aircon running and shit while I get a bit, a few things done around and keep checking on him here and there. But he would never borrow it to, today, so I'll, hopefully I can pull that off down in Perth. I'll take him for a spin for a nap and I'll just pull up somewhere and do the podcast with him sleeping in the back. Yeah, and hopefully he doesn't wake up halfway through and start grizzling and demanding shit. And that didn't work for me today because... Um, yeah, we had a big morning. He and I got out and got a few things done. He, I, and Heidi, I took them down to the like, little commando class, kids' commando class thing at the gym, which was a, just a fail. He, would, he, he went, he ran the opposite way to all the other kids all morning, didn't listen, wasn't involved. Uh, but I stuck it out for the hour, and Heidi was grizzling, and he was doing the wrong thing the whole time. But I left and I asked him, how was kids' commando class? He said, that was crap, Dad. So yeah, that was a fail. I'll probably try one more time with him, see how he goes. And then when I chucked him in the crate and went and did my workout at the gym uh, and then went to the shops and they were starting to get real grizzly by then. So I met up with Mum there. We pumped out a, a, a short list of things at the shops and started driving home. And he just wouldn't he just wouldn't sleep, man. He was overtired and grumpy Em's tried to get him to sleep in a car on the way back. Then I jumped in and took him for a spin in a different car. And he knew, he knew what was going on. And he kept saying, waking up, don't leave me, don't leave me. Because, like I said, I've been, we normally get him to sleep in the car. And then lately, he's been waking up. You check every five minutes or so while you're cruising around. Because you can see the car from the front door of our house. It's all in, in, a, in the whole property's fenced in. And he wakes up sometime between, you know, uh, check-ins he normally asleep for an hour and a half two hours in the car and he wake up he might be there for a minute two minutes three minutes whatever and he just starts bawling and uh, starts freaking out big time like that's the latest thing so now he's paranoid that i'm going to get him to fall asleep in the car and leave him in there so i don't know i'm gonna have to wise up a little bit which is what happens with kids you think you get something down pat and then they get smarter and they they outmaneuver you so yeah bit of bit of chess going on there um, yeah, it didn't work out, and then, yeah, he was awake when I left, so that's, my mum's going to have to deal with a grumpy toddler for a couple of hours while I'm out doing my thing. Um, podcast from Perth, yeah, like I said previously, I'm going down there for the old boy's 70th, which is, I'm, yeah, pretty pumped about that now, and we just need to sort out house sitter, or slash animal sitter, that's one of the problems in living in 
living in a town like this away from family and things you've always got to have someone to if you've got animals like we do you've got someone to feed the animals or house it for you when you when you're shooting off you don't have family to just you know come around and do it for you so when the town was a bit busier I felt it was a little bit easier there was always people living in shithole accommodations in South Headland and stuff like that where you know they're pumped to come and stay in an actual proper house on the port side which is near the water and shit you, know, you can see the ocean from my front yard at my house there's always someone pumped to come and do that for you but we've sort of fallen a little bit short on, on who to, to uh, get to do it at the moment so I'm going to sort that out over the next few days if you know anyone that wants to if you're a headland local you know anybody that wants to house sit a, a, um, a couple of dogs and a couple of cats I can tell you a story about my dog that might entice you to, to come around and, and, and get involved get amongst it I've got two dogs the old boy Casper He's the old wolf who's sort of, he's 11 years old now, he's getting on, starting to get a few weird lumps, you know, lumps in weird places and it takes him a couple of seconds to get up off the floor on a cold morning nowadays and he, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm making him slow down myself rather than him slowing himself down because he just wants to go flat tack still, which, you know, he's that kind of dog. So I'm slowing him down a little bit. We've got Caspar, we've got Lily. And Lily is just a grot, mate. She's just she's a Headland special, which is you know what they call mongrels that are, that are born and bred in Port Headland. She's got fuck knows what in her, about three different breeds, but I think Ridgeback and uh, Kelpie are two of the the main breeds that stand out in her. And she's a real mongrel of a bloody thing. Like she's sweet, beautiful personality, but she's just a, she's just a grot bag, mate. So. I think this was last week sometime. I come home from work and Ems is like, I think she rang me actually and told me this at work. She was she was completely disgusted in, in the dog. She, Heidi came in, my daughter came in from outside and she had her nappy off. And mum says, oh, you pulled your nappy off. And you know, I think there was evidence of poo or, or perhaps shade had run in and said, mummy, Heidi's pooed outside. So mum's gone outside to go find the poo and, and Lily's there licking the shit off the pavement. I mean, Heidi squeezed out a nugget on the ground outside and Lily ate that shit up like it was Nana's special meatballs, mate. It was fucking disgusting. Like, my wife told me about it while I was at work, so I got home from work. I couldn't look the bloody thing in the eyes, you know, when I walked home. And she'd come up to me, a big smile, the dog licking her lips with the get away from me, you filthy mongrel. I mean, she came out and Em's, Em's came out and the dog was there licking the skid marks off the pavement. It was fucking horrific. I had to feed her less than Casper that night to compensate for the bloody shit appetizer she'd already had that day. That's fucking... So if you want to know anybody, if you've got anybody who wants to house sit a shit-eating mongrel like Lily and a grumpy old, warty old, moly thing like Casper and a couple of cats, let me know, man. I've got a great spot for them, so... That's, uh, that's something I've got to sort out this week. I hope you guys enjoyed that story too. I hope I catch someone while they're eating, mate. It's not the first time this dog's done this either. She's becoming a bit of a repeat offender when it comes to this, eating eating shit. She's feral anyway, but... Um, old boy's 70th. What do you buy someone for their... What do you buy someone for their 70th? i got to be a little bit mysterious what I talk about here in case the old boy listens to this over the next week. I don't want to fuck anything up, but... 70th, I don't know. Ems asked me the other day, is a 70th a big deal? I said, yeah, I think so. She goes, well, what are the big... She goes, what are the big birthdays as you get older? I said, I think every decade. So I'm pretty sure that's the way... That's the way it goes, isn't it? Once you're over... You know, you have your 18th and your 21st, I think this. Sweet 16, your 18th, your 21st, they're all big ones. And then, you know, you sort of forget about it until you hit 30. Boom, 30 is a big one. And then I think it's just every decade from there, isn't it? You go, you know, 30th, 40th, 50th, 60th, 70th. You're getting on now. This is probably the last big party you're going to throw. So I think it's a pretty big one. Uh, I don't know what to get the dude. Uh, I'm thinking like an old man hamper. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be mysterious here in case people listen to it. I don't want to give too much away, but I've got to figure that out. So that'll be fun. Get down to Perth and um, straight into the chaotic shops, which I'm sure my wife will love. Oh, and I might even try and sp- split up and go separate to her so I can go in on mission mode and do what I need to do and she can go and wander around and walk around in circles and fuck around and do whatever women do when they're at the shops because who knows? Who fucking knows what they're doing? I don't know why you girls love it so much. It's the worst place in the world. It's just, 
you lose all your money, you buy shit you don't need, there's a whole bunch of random other people there you don't know, all in different states from, you know, pissed off to, uh, yeah, uh, spending frenzy, like, yeah, I don't know, it's not for me, I hate it, especially down in Perth, it gets hectic, so, try and get in there during the day while people are, some people are still at work. This is the other thing, it always seems like, I don't know when, the shops seem to be always full down the city, people working and don't have shit to do during the day, but no, they're down there, cruising around, ramming people with trolleys, kids screaming, fucking parking half a kilometre away to get in, it's just, no mate, Uh, that's, I've got that to look forward to, but apart from that downer, I'm really looking forward to to heading down there, hey, um, I'm sure it's freezing down there right now, we don't have any warm clothes, so that's the one thing I need to get to the <laughs> get to the shops and buy some trackies and a decent jumper. And not. I probably got a bit of shit down there, but it's still still sort of 26, 27 degrees every day here at the moment. Let me check it out on my phone right now. What do we got? Uh, Willy Weather, good old trusty Willy Weather. Come on, mate, load up. 30.5 degrees right now. And I got 29, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28 all week. Beautiful. What's it in Perth right now? So I'm going, it'll be 28 on Friday when I jump on the plane, heading down to Perth, which will be, let me chuck this in. Perth, WA. 23, not too bad today. 17, 18, 19, 19, 19, shower or two. That's not too bad. Law of eight. It's a law of eight. That's not too bad. I thought it was going to be a bit worse than that. Eight's pretty cold. We got a low of thirteen. Low of seventeen last night. Low of thirteen. Uh, so it is a bit different, but not as bad as I thought. It'll probably feel colder when I'm bloody down there. I'm not made for, not made for the cold weather, mate. I'm made for the warmth. You know, I don't have enough meat on my bones, so. Uh, still good fishing weather up here. I haven't. I haven't actually been out since I've been back. People keep giving me fish. I've got a couple of mates who, who um, spearfish, which I love to do as well, freediving, spearfishing. Uh, and I have just haven't had the opportunity. I think I've had one invite or one opportunity to get, to get out since I've been back, but I had the kids that day, so I couldn't do it. But I'm really looking, like, really keen to get out. The water's looking beautiful. When the wind's not... It winds up a little bit today, but when the wind's not up, there's been some spectacular days. Guys are getting some pretty good viz out there, and... Uh, I had uh, a mate I did some work for during the week, palm me off, a bunch of blue bone and trout and, and some uh, uh, some jacks, I think, some pink snapper um, during the week. So I, I he loaded me up about five or six big fillets yesterday and I've had a couple of trouts dropped off since I've been back and some even some red emperor. So I've, been, I've done all right. Probably had one delivery of, of fish each month I've been back and I haven't even been out yet. But I do want to get out there, get back out on the water, and, and more importantly, get in get in the water. I love free diving. It's something about there's certain activities we do in life that are hard for one and take all your concentration. That when you when you dive into them, pardon the pun, when you delve into them, they they take all of your concentration, and therefore all of your troubles and life's worries kind of just have to melt away. So, I mean, going really hard at training like Muay Thai kickboxing training like for me was one of those when you, you're throwing combinations or you're working hard on a bag or even if you're doing some light sparring you know you, you're putting all your energy and effort into to what you're doing and you're not thinking about anything else you're just pushing yourself as hard as you can and trying to get the technique and the combos right and especially if you're sparring trying, trying not to get smacked in the head that's another one of those uh, one of those activities for me diving's one mate that when you're out there the anticipation you know you generally got to get up you got to work for it, which is probably another one of the other things that makes it work. Like, really makes it uh, helps with the the reward at the end when you work harder for things. So you know you get up quite often, crack you know four a.m. in the morning or five a.m. crack at dawn. Sometimes even earlier depends how far out you're going. You want to be out on the water at a good time. 
Sometimes you're on the water for an hour and a half traveling to a spot, you know. It could be cold, it could be a bit of swell around, yada, yada. You get there, you get all geared up, you know, you jump in. And once you jump in that water, mate, even if it's a little bit cold, you get your wetty on and I'm sure you'll, you know, you, you, you take the right gear to for the conditions. But as soon as you get in that water and you get your head under, it's another world. Like, it literally is, it's another world under there. It, anyone that's been underwater, I mean, scuba, you, you probably, you get a different sense of it because... You get to see that world without the distraction of having to hold your breath. Uh, but that's sort of the, another part of the beauty of freediving is that that's the extra challenge to it. You're working hard for it. You're under there. You've only got a limited amount of time you can get from you know, top to bottom or however far down you can get. And when you're doing it, when you're in that moment, you're either, even if you're on top as a dive buddy, look, you know, watching after your mates, looking out for, for everyone, each other, it, or you're down the bottom looking around, holding your breath for as long as you can, trying to stay calm, trying to push through that barrier of thinking that you're out of breath, but you're not. You know, you still got about half of a lung of uh, of air left when you think that you're out. Trying to push it far enough that you are uh, getting the most out of your, your breath hole, but not so far that you know, you're going to black out or shallow water black out or samba or anything like that. But you get down there, you're hunting, you're looking for fish. You got you know, there's thoughts of sharks around because you do see sharks, plenty of them around. They're not you know, up here. They're not the man-eating kind. Generally speaking, there's tigers around and things like that. People see bull sharks around, but generally, you know, there's not big. You know, there's, there's no great whites up here or anything. The water's too warm, so you're in there. You're hunting. You're looking. All you're thinking about at that time is is what you're doing. You know, you're looking after yourself, looking after your mates, looking for fish, pushing yourself physically. You know, bang, you shoot a fish. That feeling's fucking awesome. You know, you hear other guys diving nearby. Bang, you hear the gun go off, fuck it's such a buzz and you're, you're in another world, you're immersed in it, you're not thinking about work or the bills or anything shit that's going on at home or you know anything that's going on that's stressing you out it literally washes away and it's just such a fucking it's an addictive feeling and there's a few there's different activities in life that give it to people that give it to you and different people have different activities, different experiences but for me free diving is one, one of the best uh, versions that I've done Today, surfing can be the same, you know, you're in the water, you feel in the water, you're waiting for the sets to roll through, you get that calm feel of the motion of the ocean and, and under the surfboard and, you know, you really, life's problems can just drift away and I'm sure everyone has their own, their own uh, activities that they, that they do, hobbies, whatever it is that they do to, to immerse themselves in but yeah, I think you need those little reprieves from, from the day-to-day grind of, of life, just the, just the, the same shit day in, day out and, you know, just the grind. I think you need those little reprieves and diving has been one of them for me but I haven't been out for about three years now so two and a half years we were down in Perth I've been back for three or four or five months whatever it is now and haven't been out yet so I'm getting really itchy especially talking about it like that just that it feels like a mini holiday you know when you come back from a good holiday and you're refreshed and everything sort of you know you let all your worries wash away it's kind of like that a little injection of that but without losing momentum, which is one of the things that happens on a holiday. If you're gone for too long, you kind of got to kickstart yourself when you get back again. Well, you just go out for one day on the water, jump in, go for a good dive with your mates, pump, push yourself hard, come home, you got some fish in the bag. All those troubles are gone, you know. You can wake up the next day feeling refreshed and, and ready to get back at it again. So I really miss that. But um, at least I'm getting the fish dropped off to me at the moment. Maybe I need to tell people to stop giving me fish so I push harder to make it happen as I said on that first podcast it's one of the things I, I need to make sure I do in town is get out and experience the things around the place so I've got something to talk about you know just I'm just sitting here doing the same shit day in day out going to work coming home fucking making dinner washing the dishes going to bed like I'm not really going to have anything interesting to talk about am I besides the weird shit that floats through my brain on a day to day that I then write down but um I think I might jump into this band review now. This podcast might be a little bit shorter than an hour. That, that reminds me, if anyone listened to episode three and they got all the way through to the end, well done Start for starts. Thanks very much. Uh, you, you'll notice, though, I always think it was the second last track of the of the album review. It just cut out. Boom. Just stopped. I, I heard that when I listened back to it. It took me a minute to figure out what was going on. And... Yeah, this app that I'm using only records for 59 minutes and 59 seconds, and yeah, I must have gone over, must have gone an hour and five minutes or something like that. So I missed the last five minutes of that podcast. It didn't didn't record and therefore didn't get published. But that's cool. Like I said, it was a shit album review anyway. Now I know I've got to keep it under an hour. This one's probably going to be half an hour, something like that, a bit shorter. Oh, it's been half an hour now. This one probably be 45 minutes here. So it's cool. It's the second one for the week. 
just need to keep the momentum going. I don't want to bore anybody. If it's half an hour of good content, it's half an hour of good content. If I feel like I've got more and I can keep going and it's an hour, then it's an hour. But at this stage with the app I'm using, they won't be more than an hour. So um, what I'm going to try and do during this album review, and this might be clunky. Again, I'm figuring out this shit as I go along. I've got a little playlist made up with some tracks from, um, from Lowrider. And I'm going to drop, sorry, 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds of each song as I talk about that song. And then, because like, I, I do think, I, I, and I should probably research this too, but I think 30 seconds you can play someone else's music without sort of um, breaching any copyright uh, laws or anything like that. So I'll drop 30 seconds of the track so you can get a bit of a feel for it. And then I'll have a little chat about that track and, and then what I like about it and move on to the next so yeah I'm going to do that with my phone to the iPad so it could be a little bit clunky just yeah bear with me what are you going to do mm. our band review let me get my little page of notes out very organised notes and everything mate very professional so low rider um, these dudes I really believe they're one of the most underrated Australian bands going around. Like, a lot of people haven't heard of them. I like to say, Lowrider, they're the best Australian band you haven't heard of. They're, they're, they're a soul, indie, pop sort of outfit, pop rock, you know. It's, it's kind of got a, a, a soul, indie, pop. Yeah, it's kind of got a bit of a hip-hop vibe to some of the tracks as well, the way you sing some of the beats and things like that. Um... Real smooth. These boys are from Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, formed in 2003. And they attribute their influences uh, as Marvin Gaye, the great Marvin Gaye, The Roots, Mose Def, Erica Badu, to name a few. So a kind of pretty cool and eclectic sort of mix of, of artists in there. And you can feel that soul you know that soul come through in their in their songs in their tracks big time um their debut album they dropped so they were just touring around for a few years there doing the pub scene they are a great live band um they dropped their debut album which was a self-titled album in 2006 the band's comprised of a couple of brothers uh the bartlett brothers who are on keyboard and drums so they're the heart and soul of the band and then uh we've got scott duncan is the bassist and singer Joseph Braithwaite. I don't think that cat's um, related to Daryl, old mate Daryl, by any any chance. Uh, but this dude, man, he's some sort of singer. You hear his voice. He's he's just got that magic about him. He's got a real cool vibe, real smooth vocals. Great, you know, they're awesome tracks to sing along to. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't say enough good things about these guys, mate. Their um, their discography goes as such uh, Lowrider was their first self-titled album so let me find a couple of let me find a track off Lowrider for us uh, try try and see red this is try and see red from Lowrider As you can see on, on that track, really heavy on the, the keyboard and the drums, that cool sort of uh, little like a break drum beat going on in the background there, real rolling off the snare a lot, really rolling off that sharp snare and, and a sharp snare, you know, um, keyboards are tight with the, the bass, so that keyboard comes through, riding the, the rhythm that that drum beat sets, and then you know, you got the, the um, that bass coming in and backing up what the keyboard's doing, it's just a fucking tight, tight unit. And the dude, as you can hear him, sort of doing his little oohs and oohs in the background there before he came in. Smooth, smooth. So that's off their debut album, uh, that was Try and See Red. They jumped straight into uh, I'm not sure what year, 2008, I believe. Diamond Among the, amongst the Thieves was. This was, I think, still their biggest album to date. 
and had tracks such as Be Bad, so... This is the track people probably would have heard if you've heard Lowrider before. That track was huge. That dropped in 2008. Uh, then it's that, oh, that bass line, the beat, you know. It's just one of those real, it's the lyrics just drip off his tongue, man. Cool to dance to, cool to sing along to. Just a mean-ass track. It's got some cool lyrics up to it as well, man. So uh, if you haven't heard of them, get amongst that one. Be Bad, this is Faded Dream. So this is the track I used to um, bring in the intro today. This is my actual favourite, this is my favourite song from Lowrider. <sighs> Just sing along to it, my favourite song to dance to. This is in my top five tracks. So when i got a rotation of top five tracks of all time, there'll be some Eminem in there, there'll be some Red Hot Chili Peppers in there, and there'll be this song, Faded, by, uh, Faded Dreams, hence the name of this podcast too. So... So real tight, man. They're quite simple. Being a, a you know, what are they? Three piece. I got uh, guitar, keyboard, and bass. You can do a fair bit with the keyboard, the synths, and things like that to you know help fill out the sound. But really, they're quite you know, there's only three piece band, and well, they're they're four four members, but three pieces as far as you know instruments go. So it's quite simple and just really tight. It all ties in together. There's no wasted uh, there's no wasted noise or space in any of their songs, man. You know, I love it. Every beat that they hit. Is, is, is there for a reason you know every note is is um, right on on cue mate and it just gives it that tight feel where it really you know it's it's head head uh, nodding foot tapping type type tracks faded dreams mate love that one and I've got three songs here off off the album um, Diamond amongst the thieves I think this next one friend was I believe I said Be Bab is the first song that dropped off Diamond Amongst the Thieves, but I think it was actually Friend. Friend dropped and got a shitload of radio play on Triple J and shit like that. Um, it was a badass track, and then it was led by, backed up by Be Bad as the single. So this is Friend. Now, ladies and gentlemen. That one's a bit different. He's singing in the old falsetto there. Yeah, uh, that's Friend, but off Don Amongst the Thieves. So, and then dropping down to the next album, Around the World. I think this was about 2010, which would have been when I saw them live at uh, Big Day Out. So it would have been backing up this album. Around the World, yeah, another some really good tracks on here. And I, and I noticed that they were heavier on the keyboard uh, during this during this album. I've only got what do I got? I've got three songs off here to play quickly for you as well. Um, yeah, they were they were quite heavy on the piano uh, keyboard. Sorry, on this track, and there was a few more really laid back sort of ballady type, you know, real smooth, soft sing along songs on here as well. Not so hard on the funky sort of soul kind of beats. So uh, what do we got on here? Here we go. Yeah. Then I'm 
So as I'm listening to that now, it's bringing back some memories. Um, I think that they, for this album especially, I think they got some other band members in there. You can hear the trumpet going on on that one. Um, and and, and um, I'm remembering them live at the big day out. They definitely had more more band members than three band members on stage. So that's the core of the group. They would have started with sorry more than four on stage. They would have started with the the four of them. And then I think for certain songs and probably when they tour, they get other band members in to help fill out that sound and really um, flesh it out a bit more. If I'm getting any information on this wrong. Well, the beauty of it is you don't know who they are more than likely, so you don't know. But the the the, the bad part of it is my uh, my best friend Eli. He's a mad fan of these guys too, and he's I think he's pretty up to date on all the information on them. So he'd be screaming at the um screaming at his iPad, listening to this guy. No dickhead, you got that wrong. No dickhead, you got that wrong. But I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure that uh yeah that they were they're a core group of, is is a four piece three on instruments and then they get uh, some other you know horns sections sections and shitting like that for um some of their bigger tracks and, and probably when they're touring to help like i said flesh out that sound on stage but um yeah that was kind of caught me off guard that as soon as i heard the horns on that one uh what do we got on here hold on i think this is more of a keyboard sort of um bass track one of those tracks that every time I listen to it I did it just then I can't help it mate the bottom lip comes down you know you scrunch your nose up like you just smell something bad and the head bops from side to side it's one of those tracks mate it just gets you uh, man it's it makes you do things physically that you don't even wear you're doing just so fucking good badass track man um what else we got on here we got going up same album this is off uh around the world as well bit more stripped back. Yeah, so more stripped back track that one. Obviously heavy on the bass and the drums, and then he's singing. Is is kind of that's got more of a bit, a bit of a hip hop sort of vibe to it. And when, when you listen to that track, you can, you can feel that's got that urban sort of hip hop sort of feel to it. Uh, last song I got on here for you is Blackstones, which is off their 2013 album. Uh, this is Days of Boredom. I believe this was the single off that album. I don't. Uh, this is the one album I haven't really spent a lot of time in. I've listened to it a couple of times, but it didn't grab me by the balls like the other albums did. So I've only listened to this one in passing. But I, I'm aware that this was the um, Boredom. This was the Days of Boredom. This was the uh, title track. So. That's a good song, man. That's a good song. So that's high energy. Obviously, a lot going on in there, um, man. That's that is that's my uh, that's my little rundown of of uh, lowrider for you guys, man. I think I played you eight songs off their four albums. Hopefully, we got something coming from these guys soon, man. Because yeah, I mean, I, and I hope I made some fans just now. If you guys. If you guys listen to this, I really appreciate some feedback on how that section in particular went. I'm really trying to work out the bugs. I've said it a thousand times. I'm just winging it here. So if it was shit, tell me it was shit. If it was, you know, too much music, not enough talking or, or vice versa, tell me that as well. If it dragged on too long, let me know, man. I'll try and, ch- you know, make it a bit tight, a bit crisper. 
Uh, and I'll try and figure out a better way rather than me sitting there with one phone into the iPad and cranking it up and skipping songs. And you know, it was a little—it's a little clunky. I'm aware of that. So, but I know perhaps a producer might be the only um, the only option to fi- fix up some of these glitches in my in my production. So, uh, another little fun fact of of um, Lowrider I only learnt when I just jumped on to look up uh, when, I, when I jumped on their Wikipedia page before I got started on this was that they are to date the most played band on Australian TV sitcom Home and Away so that's fucking random little fun fact for you they obviously they love Lowrider go figure um, man look my summary of that album is, of that band is, sorry, they're one of the most underrated Aussie bands. They're the best Aussie band you've never heard. They're great to dance to. They're great to sing to. They're phenomenal live. I only saw them the one time at Big Day Out 2010, but my uh, old mate Eli did see them over in Brizzy one, on another, in, in a club gig. I saw them outside. I could imagine seeing those guys inside in a venue with the, with the right sound and acoustics would be fucking awesome. They just killed it on the small stage at Big Day Out. The whole crowd dancing, man. There was there was no slough, like there was no fluff on on the crowd. It was only people who wanted to, who knew who Low Rider were, and who wanted to watch Low Rider were there. So it kind of had a, its own gig type of feel to it on, in a big festival stage like that. And they pumped, man. It was so good, really engaging with the with the audience, like making eye contact with people and like you know shout outs to people who were going hard dancing in the in the audience and, and shit like that. So they got a good presence and a good rep, you know rapport with their with their fans. And you can just tell they, these guys love it. They're one of those bands. They, they really love what they're doing. Um, I hope for some more music soon. That was 2013. That was five years ago. So, you know, something should be cooking. If it's going to be happening anytime, it should be happening sometime soon. That's my album review. This was Average Man Podcast, episode number four. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, get on there, have a listen, leave me some feedback, get, get, get hold of me on... Uh, messenger or on facebook or whatever i'll get the i'll get the page the average man podcast page up and running this week so it'll have its own page i'll start posting shit through there instead of people hitting me up on my own uh, account and then um yeah man let's just keep keep getting behind me keep giving me an hour of your time each week if you can mate i'll try to keep you entertained um, try and learn a little bit of shit and help you and you know we can all learn a little bit of shit together keep moving forward i'm, I'm excited um pushing the limits for this uh pushing my uh yeah my my expertise in every single episode every single week i'm pushing myself outside my comfort zone again so uh, you know and i really appreciate people listening people being lenient with the you know, learning me learning on the job here and yeah man i appreciate all your so- all your support and all, and all your love love you all um yeah peace out speak to you next week catch ya